This is the Unstoppable Podcast, where we are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this podcast will encourage, equip, and empower you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Here is your host, Justin Self. I am holding in my hand my very first published book. It's on Amazon. I have a Kindle version and uh, and a paperback version. You can check it out. Probably the fastest and best way to get, look at it is go to our website, unstoppableblog.com. Go to the books and resources tab, and then you'll I have an Amazon link. We are offering a special. Um, if you are already a Patreon supporter, uh, you'll you've already got an email from me, but uh, I am uh, sending you a book, a signed copy of the book, um, just to say thank you for financially supporting us and, and supporting us also in prayer. And we're so grateful and thankful for you. Um, now, if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, this is a great time because if you sign up at the $10 a month or greater, um, I will send you a copy of the book and I will sign it as well. So as a way to welcome you to the Patreon family. What I want to talk about today is a scripture that absolutely, absolutely changed my life. This is something that revolutionized my concept of hearing the voice of God. So many of us want to hear God's voice in a situation. And then based on that information, we want to move. Now, recall that I've been using this example of Jenny and I and our, and our boy, Caleb, you know, moving down here from Washington, you know, down here to California and stepping out on a word from God. Now that was a case where we heard God's word. He spoke to us before we even moved, before we did anything. We heard his voice and we obeyed and we stepped out. Now I'm here to tell you that that is wonderful. <laughs> and compared to <laughs> some of the stuff God spoke to me about doing, man, that is, it's nice to have his word before you step out and do something. I like that because, <laughs> you know, the safety security part of all of us, we want to hear that voice. We want to hear that direction and then just say, yes, sir, I'll go for it, you know? And have the, the hardest part of the equation being, do I say yes or do I say no, right? A couple of years ago, you know, God started speaking to me and leading me in, it just, it was really interesting. So yes, he's speaking to me and leading me in the front end. But what would happen is when I, when I looked for clarification about, okay, Lord, like, what do I do? Radio silence, total silence from him. And I'm like, yikes. Okay. What's going on here? You know? And so I would just would check myself. I would check okay, am I spending time in the word? Like, is my word level, you know, my word tank, you know, Bible tank, is it, is it full? Like, am I, am I, am I steeped in the word? Am I, am I really sensitive to the Holy Spirit? Am I listening to him? Am I taking time? Have I quieted my heart? You know, these are all practical tips that we, we've been talking about. And also in the book, we can prepare our heart and prepare our ears to hear the voice of the Lord. So I'm checking myself out. I'm checking, you know, am I walking in love? You know, what am I doing? Am I doing something here that is impeding my ability to hear from the Lord? Well, everything checked out and I'm like, okay, this is odd. You know, things are just quiet. But then I started reading and the Holy Spirit led me to a couple of these verses and I want to show it to you. And it really, like I said, it revolutionized my concept of hearing God's voice. This is Ecclesiastes chapter 11. How many of you read Ecclesiastes on a regular basis? <laughs> I'm just saying. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse four. And the Bible says, he who observes the wind and waits for all conditions to be favorable, will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. That's out of the Amplified Classic Edition, and I love it. 
I'm going to read that again. He who observes the wind and waits for all conditions to be favorable will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. So many people, uh, myself included, you know, we, we want to hear, if we're going to hear God's voice on something, we want to have, we want to hear his voice and we want to have everything lined up, you know, just the right way. All the, duck, the ducks in a row, you know, everything just ready for us. And we'll just step into it and cruise through it. You know, oh, I listen to God. I obeyed God. But listen to this. this. This is talking about the person in Ecclesiastes. This is talking about the person who's waiting for all the stars to align right? He's looking at the clouds. He's waiting for the conditions to be favorable before he goes out and sows his seed in the field. Well, what's going to happen to that person? He who regards the clouds will not reap. Man, this guy is going to have a hard day when it comes to harvest time and all his friends are out harvesting wheat and fruit and everything else. And he's stuck with nothing. Why? It's because he was waiting for the conditions to be favorable before he made a move. And that's what I want to encourage you with today. We have to be willing to take a risk. Hearing God's voice Oh, it is going to inherently involve some risk. But what I want to teach you today about hearing God's voice is sometimes you're not going to hear the fullness of his words until after you make a move. Man, you've got to learn how to take some risk and step out. And you got to be real with yourself and say, I I believe I'm hearing from God. I believe I'm going for it, but I'm not not 100% sure. I don't have 100% assurance that I'm not going to fail in this. You've got to learn how to get over that. You've got to learn to step into this, step into this, this state of readiness where you're like, okay, I don't have everything perfect. All my ducks aren't in a row, but I'm willing to move. I'm willing to step out and trust God. If you can do that, you are going to be in a great position to see God's provision, to see some great things happen. You know, at first that might seem to be a, a smart move, right? To, to kind of wait and, you know, hedge your bets and count the costs and all those things. I'm not saying you don't count the costs. Jenny and I, before we moved down here, we counted the cost. I mean, we got on my big whiteboard and we wrote down all the numbers and we, we figured it all out and we said, oh boy, here we go. You know, we, we did all the numbers and we counted the cost. We knew what we were getting into and still the numbers did not line up. And so we stepped out, we trusted God and we went for it. Now, what I'm talking about here is even when you're, when you're trying to hear the voice of God and let's say you have two decisions that you're looking at making like, okay, Lord, like I need to hear your voice on this. Do I, do I do option A or option B or, and a way to understand something that he, he will speak to you. So, you know, sometimes I've had God speak to me and tell me which one to pick. Great. That's awesome. Easy. You move on. But the more I learn and the more I grow, the quieter it seems his voice gets. I don't mean that in a weird way. I mean, the quieter and the more subtle and just the, just the closer it gets. It's almost like when you're in a dating relationship, when you're dating your, you know, like when I was dating Jenny, it took a while to, to get to know her personality. And, you know, you kind of hedge your bets a little bit and you're kind of careful, you know, and you're not really sure what they're saying. And then, and then you start, you know, learning their personality and then you get married and then you really learn their personality. Am I right? Hey, just saying. And so then you, you start developing this relationship with your wife, you know, and Jenny and I have been developing an amazing relationship. Now we've been married almost nine years now. And I I mean, I'm getting to the point where, you know, I can look at her and I can almost see what she's thinking, you know, like it's just, she doesn't have to say a word. It's just quiet and subtle. And that takes time in relationship, right? So that's what I mean by, by as I grow older in the Lord and I grow more sensitive, it seems like his voice gets more quiet because I can just kind of sense the impression of his heart and I can kind of feel what his heart would do. He's very predictable. He doesn't change. That's the thing. God doesn't change. He's very predictable. Once you get to know him and you start walking with him and just listening to his words and his heart, 
you'll start to understand kind of what he's going to do in a situation. So it's just this really beautiful, beautiful relationship. And I'm excited for what the next 10 years of my life holds and what God's going to do and, and how I'm, you know, the podcast I'll record in 10 years, you know, and I'll be able to tell everybody, don't listen to me 10 years ago in, in 2022. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I didn't know anything. You know, I know, I know a lot more now, but hey, this is the best I got. So, but listen to this, okay? What I'm getting at here is this is amazing scripture. We're talking about risk, right? Stepping out in risk. Listen to this, Isaiah 30, 21. Isaiah 30, 21. Oh my goodness gracious. Remember, we just talked about Ecclesiastes where we're, we're talking about stepping out and taking a risk and you've got to learn how to, how to be okay with that. You've got to learn how to get a little bit of comfortability in, in being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. You have to develop a little bit of a part of you that is used to being, used to taking risks with God. Now, now listen to what I'm saying here. Isaiah 30, 21 has been one of the most influential passages of my entire life. This has been so powerful to me and God has used this many, many times to lead us and guide us in certain things. And I think every Christian should know this. I think every believer needs to know this and needs to master this method of listening to God. Here's what it says. It says, and your ears will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. All right, in context, this verse is an encouragement to the disobedient children of Israel. God is telling them that, that he's still with them, he loves them, and he desires personal relationship with them, and that he's going to be with them, and he's going to guide them. He's really pulling them up to a higher place and saying, hey, I'm with you, I'm going to be with you. But check this out. This is what I want to show you. He says, your ears will hear a word behind you. Wait a minute. <laughs> right? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on, God. I thought you were supposed to be speaking in front of me and before me, you know, you're going to go before me and all this and you're going to speak the word and then I'm going to know what to do and then I'm going to go for it. No, this is different. He's saying, and your ears will hear a word behind you. So that means that you're actually out in front of God. If he's, if he's speaking from behind you, right? If his word is coming to you from the back, you're in front and he's behind. That sounds pretty crazy, right? We, we, don't, we don't ever want to be out in front of God, you know? That sounds crazy. Why would we ever do that? <clears throat> Listen to this. He says, the, this, is, this word is going to say, this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. This is all about God confirming his word to you when you are already in motion. This is crazy to me. I'm telling you, if I knew this 10, 15 years ago, man, oh my gosh, it would have been incredible. I would have, who knows? If you're just waiting to hear from God and you're just sitting on your hands and you're waiting to do something until you hear God speak, you're going to be waiting a long time. That's what I'm trying to tell you. There are times when he gives you these little impressions, you know, he gives you something to go on or there's something in the Bible that you know you should be acting on. Well, if you sit around waiting for God's voice to confirm something to you, but you're not moving, you're not, you might not hear his voice. And again, that's what I found out when I was having these situations where I was asking to hear his voice and I'm like, okay, you know, which way do I go? What do I do? But I'm getting radio silence. Well, come to find out he's waiting for me. And so what I would do, I've been learning 
to start making a move in that direction. I don't have the whole thing figured out. I don't know which job to take or which thing to apply for or whatever it is in the case may be. I don't know the right answer and he's not telling me the right answer. I wish he would. It'd be so much easier, but he's not. I think this is a sign of a maturing relationship with the Lord is that you kind of get beyond the yes, no, left, right, you know, these binary, you know, choices and questions and answers. And you start getting into this relational space where God's like, okay, cool. Step into this a little bit and trust me. I I I want you to really trust me and lean into me. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you insight and wisdom as we walk through this thing. That's the beauty of this whole thing. You will hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Now, notice that that it's when you turn to the right hand or when you turn to the left. The way I like to think about it is it's a lot easier to steer a car that is moving than it is to steer a car that is parked. Can you relate to that? (laughs) Most of us can relate to that. If you turn your steering wheel on your in your car when you're parked and you're in park and the e-brake is on, steering your car ain't going to do anything, right? You're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter. Any direction will get you there if you're not going anywhere. Am I right? But if you're at least moving a little bit, you don't even have to be ripping down the road. If you're at least moving, then you can turn the steering wheel. And that's how God is with our lives. When we're moving, he can steer us. A lot of times we're waiting for him to steer us before, but we're not willing to take our foot off the brake and move. Man, that is a powerful statement right there. I wish I understood that. It took me took me 10 years to learn that statement right there. We're waiting for God to speak and move and do all these things in our life when we have a green light and we, we think we have a red light and we're waiting for God to give us the green light, but it's exactly the opposite. We have a green light and he, he's waiting for us to move. Now, I want to give you an example in scripture of this. So in the book of Acts, we have... We have a story where Paul and his missionary team are moving and they're going and they're doing things. And the Holy Spirit actually stops them from doing something. And I want to show you how Paul was actually out in front. He was operating according to this exact same principle. He was actually out in front moving without a word from God. I mean, he didn't have the fullness of the word from God. He definitely had God's word on go out and preach the gospel and do these things. But the Holy Spirit, you know, never spoke to him to go to this certain town, yet he was going there anyway. He was out in front of God. And then he heard a voice behind him saying, this is the way, walk ye in it when you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. I'm going to show you this in scripture. Go to the book of Acts and chapter 16. Man, I hope you're getting something out of this. This, I'm telling you, this has really, really changed my life. Book of Acts chapter 16. I want to really encourage you that I have seen this work uh, dozens and dozens of times where you, you have kind of a general thought from God or you have a general direction, but you don't really know the specifics. You, you start out in one direction, pick one, right? Go with one of them that you have maybe a little bit more peace about. Maybe you don't have a whole lot of peace about either one, you know, I'm telling you, if, if it's a God thing and you, you, you're making a decision and you're just not sure Um, but you believe to the best of your ability that you're following God's word and you're doing everything you can, go for it. Don't just sit around and wait for God to do this. And I know that seems kind of contrary. Everybody wants to wait on the Lord. And I get that. We do need to wait on the Lord. I'm not saying that we don't wait on the Lord. But what I'm saying is that when you are waiting on the Lord and you're listening and you're you're paying attention and you're, you're doing everything that you know to do and you're not hearing a voice, you're not hearing anything and you still don't know what to do, maybe it's time to act. Maybe you're just sitting there and God's waiting for you to make a move. I think that's probably more often the case than it is the other way around. I think, you know, most people 
probably are, have the waiting on the Lord thing figured out. They're probably pretty good at waiting and not doing anything. I'm telling you, it comes to a point of action. You have got to put action into this thing. I'm not saying go out and do something rash, but I am saying probably the case is that you're not moving in that direction. If you aren't making any type of steps in that direction, it's going to be really hard for God to lead you and direct you and guide you. That's what I'm saying here. Now, scripture, Acts chapter 16 and verses six and seven. This is talking about Paul and his missionary team. In Acts chapter 16, verses six and seven, the Bible says, now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Musia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the spirit suffered them not. Okay, a lot going on here. But what I wanna point out is that if the Holy Spirit forbade Paul and his team from preaching in Phrygia, or sorry, in Asia, that means that Paul didn't have a word from God to go preach in Asia, right? That doesn't make sense. If Paul is hanging out, waiting on the Lord, thus saith the Lord, you know, go to Asia and preach. Oh, guys, let's go, let's go. You know, we got a word from God, let's go. Pack up their stuff. They get near Asia. Holy Spirit forbids them to go to Asia. <laughs> okay, it's not how it works. So Paul was actually stepping out and he made the, those plans on his own. That's what I want you to see. Paul was a risk taker. And this is something that we need as a Christian people. We have got to have this. We've got to develop a backbone. We really do. We've got to, we've got to man up in some, and pardon my language, I'm sorry, but we, man, we really do. We have to man up and we have to learn how to take some risk. We have to be willing to act and to move and to do things with, with less than a 100% chance of success, right? A lot of times I've seen in ministries and churches and, and things in general, people are so unwilling I'm sorry to say this, but they're so unwilling to step out and to do something new or to do something that they, they might feel in their heart that is a God thing, that God really is leading them to do, but they'll never act out and do it until everything is just perfect. I'm telling you, friends, if you wait until the risk of failure is absolutely zero, you're never gonna do anything in life. Paul and his team stepped out and did something. They didn't have a word from God to go to Asia. They went for it. Paul did have a word to go out and preach the gospel, just like you, you do and just like I do. But he didn't wait around for that next word. He didn't wait around for that specific thing. He said, man, I'm just gonna go for it. We're gonna preach the gospel wherever we can. And he got up and he got busy. Now, notice that after he was on the way, he was moving, he was doing things. Then the Holy Spirit forbade them to go into that area. Well, then check this out. Look at what happens right next. They tried to go into somewhere else. Paul didn't even slow down. And Paul didn't sit around and have a prayer meeting for three weeks. You know, didn't wait on the Lord for three weeks. Didn't, you know, fast and pray and get everybody on the prayer team to pray about, you know, where he should go next. No, Paul started right away. He said, man, cool. We can't go into Asia. Let's go to Bithynia. Let's see what's going on there. Right away, the Holy Spirit suffered them not. Again, Paul is stepping out in front of his, of the word from, from God. And I know this sounds crazy to people, but I'm telling you, stepping out in front and at least putting some sort of rubber to the road, putting action into the thing that God's given you. Friend, do you have a dream that God's given you? Do you have something in your heart that maybe you've heard God say to you, or you've, you have an impression that God is leading you to do, and you're sitting around right now, you're waiting for God to speak to you about it and nothing's happening. Well, are you making moves in that direction? I'm telling you, if you got to make some moves, make something happen. You don't have to jump out of a plane, you know, on this. Like what I'm saying is you don't have to make some crazy big move and uproot your family and all that. Don't, that, that would not be wisdom. But I'm saying, 
Are you taking any type of step? Here's an example, again, out of our own life. When the Lord started speaking to me about going back to school for, for engineering, I just started by looking into schools online. I allowed my brain to go there. Up to that point, I had never allowed myself to even think about it. I allowed myself to start looking into schools and seeing what was going on. And I even went down to the local community college and I had an appointment and I enrolled. And, and to me, that was so incredibly scary. <laughs> that It might not sound scary to you, but for me, we had just had a baby and I, we already had careers and all this. And I was afraid of disappointing everybody, you know, and just doing something crazy. And so it was, it was a big deal to me. And so I didn't just, you know, do it all at once. I didn't just throw up my hands and say, I've heard from the Lord. I'm going to go out and do it. And that's, that's something I want to, I want to encourage you with too. If it really is the Lord, he is big enough and smart enough to help you navigate it through and to do it in a way that's not going to hurt other people. For me, it was a very slow process, but I started to make movement towards that dream. I started to take small, little, tiny baby steps, but they were still steps. I was moving in a direction. I wasn't sitting on my hands anymore. I wasn't just sitting around waiting for God to do something. I had something that I felt like I already had from the Lord. I had something that I felt was, was from the Lord. And so I took some baby steps in that direction. And guess what? God led me. It says, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it when you turn to the right hand or to the left. We came down here and checked out um, the university down in California. When we came down here, I mean, we were ready. We were like, okay, Lord, we're coming down here and we're expecting to hear your voice on this. Like we're expecting, but we, we didn't sit up there in Washington with our hands folded. Okay, Lord, give us the name of the school. Give us 100% confirmation. This is the right one, which he did, by the way. He did give me the name of the town. And even though he spoke the name of the town to me, I still wasn't fully convinced. I'm stepping out. I'm seeing what's going on. Did I really hear from the Lord? Is this really what's going on? And he confirmed his word as I had already made the investment. That's the thing we've got to learn. You've got to be able to put skin in the game. It takes faith to please God. You've got to be able to step out and listen to him, but step out in such a way that you are actually at risk of losing something. Again, I don't want to give you a false impression that following God is easy or it's wonderful in that, you know, there's never any issues and it's all rainbows and ponies. It is absolutely for the it's not for the faint of heart. You have got to learn how to step out and take risk and be willing to lose something. Now, I'm not saying you do something that's going to harm your family or other people or be just a stupid decision. That's why I'm saying you take these things one day at a time, one bite at a time, little steps, baby steps. And I'm telling you, once you start moving in a direction, you're going to hear his word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it when you turn to the right hand or when you turn to the left. Man, isn't that, that is exciting, guys. I don't know, that just, man, that floats my boat. So I have a question for you. So you, maybe you're listening and you're like, wow, this is cool. I feel like I might have something, right? Do you have something that you think God is leading you into right now? Even if you don't have all the details worked out. My question to you, friend, is are you sitting still waiting for God to do something with that idea that he's planted in your heart or have you made a step in that direction? That is a very good question. And my, my follow-up question to you is, what does that tell you about your trust level with God? Because really it comes down to a trust thing, right? If you think you've heard from him, and again, employing all the things we've been talking about with the book and the, the series and you know all these things about hearing God's voice, if you really think you've heard from him and have a, have a dream on your, in your heart from him, why aren't you moving on it? Is it because you're afraid that 
you know, it's going to disrupt everything and, and you're allowing that fear to do things. I'm not saying that's the case for everybody, but it could be the case for you. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about why you're not moving on it. And, and is it a fear of failure that you're, that, that you're allowing to rule some things in your life right now? And I want to encourage you, friend, man, that's not the way to live. Don't live with a fear of failure. Uh, it doesn't mean that you have to check out your brain and make foolish decisions and you're just going to be this weirdo risk taker, you know, and that's not what I'm talking about, but I'm saying you are going to be limited by your fear of failure as long as you allow it to continue. As long as you don't step out and do something and allow God to lead you, you're probably not going to hear a lot. And that's, that's what happened to me for years and years and years. I knew in my spirit, there was something in my spirit about about moving and going somewhere and doing something that was really big. It had to do with school and it had to do with NASA and aerospace and all this kind of stuff. It was so incredibly scary to me to even think that way. I suppressed it for so many years and I waited for God to do the hard work. I was like, well, if it's God, you know, if that's really God, he'll speak to me again or he'll, he'll make it really obvious or whatever. Oh, it's not his timing or whatever. Well, I'm telling you the timing worked out well, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now that I suppressed it. And it's because I was afraid. I was afraid of failure and I was afraid of risk. And I believe if I wouldn't have learned how to take a risk and step out, I would be no better off today than I was, you know, a while ago. I wouldn't have grown. I would have missed an opportunity. God would have been able to do things with me and that would have been great. But I do believe I would have missed something really important. I think I told my, my folks after we moved down here, they asked, how does it feel? You know, you've moved out, you know, and or you've moved out of the, you know, out of the state, you know, and it was a big deal to me. I'd never moved out of the state. And I told them, I said, you know what it felt like? I said, I feel like if I wouldn't have gone and if I wouldn't have stepped out like this and I would have stayed home and not, not taken this opportunity, I feel like it would have been as if I were at the airport and I missed my flight. And here I am standing in the airport, watching my airplane take off, knowing that I'm supposed to be on that airplane and just all the feelings and emotions that would come along with the fact that I, I know I'm supposed to be on that plane, but it's gone. I told them, I said, that's how I feel it would have been had I not gone, had I not stepped out. And maybe moving and doing all this stuff doesn't sound like a big deal to you, but this was a big deal to me. And it really was a formative time for us um, and hearing God's voice. And, and again, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to illustrate this concept here using the stories that I have that, you can't steer a parked car, right? You, the car's got to be moving in some direction for you to steer it. So my encouragement today, friend, is check yourself on this. Don't let fear failure stop what God wants to do in your life. I would encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit. Ask him for some boldness. Ask him for boldness if you need it. I know I did, and I know I still do now for, for all sorts of things. Um, you know, boldness to take a small step in that direction and and just make sure that you are stepping out in faith and believing God for it. So I know he'll, um, he'll be faithful to help you through the process, but I really feel like there's people listening right now and you're, you're saying that you're like, man, that's me. I, I have something in my heart I've never acted on and I'm feeling regret or remorse or whatever. My encouragement to you, friend is, you know what? It's never too late. And I encourage you to go for it. I encourage you to continue seeking the Lord. But if you feel like you have something, what's something small you can do right now? And that's my encouragement for you today from the Word of God and hearing God's voice. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. 
Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Podcast. For more resources, including previous episodes, blogs, and free downloadable content, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog. We hope this podcast has encouraged, equipped, and empowered you with meaningful insight from the Word of God to receive His promises and live a life without limits.